Welcome to this episode of uh, Healing for Your Life with uh, Dr. Kevin Hall. Uh, this is Dr. Kevin Hall, and I'm your host, and I am glad that you're with us today. Uh, this episode, we're going to be speaking on some of the importance of prayer and building that relationship. And so I hope you'll tune in with us. We look forward to uh, diving in and seeing what God has for us. So I'm glad that you're with us. We. Uh, really have had some messages that have come into the ministry recently over kind of details about how to pray and how to get focused within that on a daily basis. You know, one of the things that I've ministered for years, excuse me, is that we really need to be at a place where what we do is have that relationship with God. And so I speak a lot about relationship, mainly from a heart issue with me that having such a religious um, upbringing, it was one that I really had to work on that development of a relationship with God to enjoy um, being in His presence. <clears throat> and so when I look at um, what God wants from us, He wants that relationship. Um, and I was speaking with a friend recently and just talking about that. And, and we were talking about the importance of what it means to have that relationship. And on this earth, when you're friends with someone, you speak with them, you have a relationship um, where you communicate daily. Maybe just, hey, what's up? How are you? Maybe something a little bit more differently or more in-depth of diving into their life and diving into situations that are going on. I have a friend that is that way. There's a lot that's going on with this individual. And so sometimes there are more kind of superficial conversations and sometimes there are more in-depth conversations. Um but the in-depth conversations happen because of the more superficial, relational-type conversations. And so um, when I looked at that from a standpoint of, of a God relationship, um, I really looked at it to begin to realize that what we need to understand is the importance of what prayer is. And so we think about that, and we think um, prayer is <clears throat> one of those things that's more liturgical from the standpoint of its scripture prayers or its readable prayers that, that we read and we follow this, or we read a devotional book and we have a prayer that comes after that and that consists of our prayer time. And when I was speaking with this individual earlier today, even we were just talking about that and the fact that what, you know, we, we've got to think about prayer as, as conversation. We have to think about prayer from the standpoint of uh, speaking with your best friend that there may be times when it's less in-depth, but it's always happening. First Thessalonians says that in chapter 5 and verse 17. It says to pray without ceasing. So in other words, it is a constant, uh, uh, it is a constant conversation that is happening with the Father that allows for there to be interpretation, direction, much sought after guidance, and for me, I want to speak to how it is that I use it. Um, and it's that I'm praying on a consistent basis. There isn't a time, uh, there certainly has been in my life when it's not been there. But I try to make it a, a such an in-depth relationship that uh, I'm praying on a regular basis about situations. I, I walk into a situation, before I walk into a meeting, I'm praying on the way to the meeting, during the meeting, um, 
uh, praying post the meeting just just about the situation that might have happened and just continuing to move. <clears throat> so what that says to me is that by doing that, I'm wanting God to be involved in every situation that I'm involved in. Like there's not one that I don't want him involved in. There isn't a time when it's like, yeah, I got this one. You don't need to worry about it. That's that's not how it works for me within my prayer life. And so the fruit of that, the result of that is, is that uh, we, we being God and I, I believe have a very deep relationship where there's not the audible voice that speaks back, but there's the unction of the Holy Spirit that gives that direction and gives that peace. And I don't always follow it. Um, sometimes I'm just not in tune enough to be able to understand what God has wanted me to do in that moment. But he teaches me if I mess it up, what I did wrong so that I get that corrected for the next time. So it's always like a training type thing to be able to hear and understand his voice. And so what I have tried to do within my own self is, is, is to recognize what, how Jesus taught his disciples to pray through the Lord's Prayer but then continually giving up things to the Father um, so that it's not my will, but His to be done. Because ultimately, that's what I've realized, is that this isn't my ballgame. This isn't my uh, direction to, to proceed with. When we have accepted Christ as our Lord and Savior, what we're saying is, is that I don't have a, I don't, I don't have a, a desire to do anything except for what you want me to do. Because ultimately, I mean, let's just get real. Ultimately, we're not going to be at a place of being successful in our walk with Christ if we're always trying to fulfill our own agenda. We don't have an agenda. We don't We don't have any uh, desire to be able to do things because it's it's ultimately his desire. This is his ballgame. We just happen to be players in it. And we're, we're honored to be. And uh, it doesn't matter your your role. It, it matters that you're following his will. But how can you know his will if you're not in relation through prayer? Because prayer is how he's going to speak to you. He's going to speak to you through his word, and he's going to speak to you through prayer. He's going to speak to you through action, through other things that will happen within within the world that he will give you that direction, that, that understanding of what his will is for your life for that moment. But again, it goes back to relationship, and if we don't have that, then that's where it is that we begin to struggle. Ephesians 6.18 says that we pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. And, and watch that, with all kinds of prayers and requests. And, and friend, what you've got to know is, is that He loves you that much. He loves you unquestionably. You are about His mindset and everything that He does, everything that He is about. He is concerned with you in every way, shape, and form and will impact those decisions that you make as long as you allow him to do that. So Ephesians 6, 18 goes on to say, with this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for the Lord's people. Know that our prayers to him do not return void. That when we pray, when we ask God to intercede, when we ask for those things to happen, then God is able to do it. And he's able to do it in such a powerful, powerful way to begin to uh, move in a, in a very distinct manner. Um, <clears throat> so when we look at that, here's some things I want us to understand. When you pray, pray to the Father. So when, when my prayers are uh, happening, I pray to the Father. Now, what we need to understand is, is that our prayers make it to the Father's ear 
because of the relationship that we have through Jesus. So Jesus' blood cleanses me. That is how Jesus, through that cleansing, allows me to be able to pray to the Father. So when the Father sees me, he sees me through his son's blood. So so God knows no sin. This is where it gets complicated, but watch this. God knows no sin. God is able to see us who is sinful by the covering of the blood that is on me as a result of my acceptance in Christ. So when I pray, what I'm doing is, is I'm praying through the blood to the Father because of why? That covenant relationship that was established. And so... The result of that is God knows the pureness of my heart. He knows the pureness of who it is that I am. He knows the desires. He knows every portion of that. But he sees me through his son's blood. So when I pray, I pray to the Father. Father, in Jesus' name, I just come to you and I just ask God that you would begin to move and begin to do this and do whatever. Um, God knows the desires of our hearts, so he knows. But when we acknowledge that before him, then that allows for him to begin to move into that situation. Why do I say that? Because of free will. Because we have free will, we can choose to have God intervene or not. Now, many times what he will do is intervene in a way that is that is appropriate to his measure to accomplish his will. Um, and I've shared in previous podcasts before that one of the things that happens for me is, is that, you know, because of the wreck that I had and things of that nature, God intervened to correct my life as he will for us, because he loves us. He brings correction. He brings that rebuke. But what we have to understand is, is that when we go to him and we pray, we need to pray with such a clear and a pure heart to allow for what is already known within the heart to be purified before him. And so here's the second thing I want to say, and this is how it started out today, is pray continually. Pray on a regular basis to the Father. Make it a part of maybe a time where you know you are in the morning, and you are um, doing the things necessary to read the Word and get the Word into you. But pray the Word. Pray to God on a regular, consistent basis. But pray out of the pureness of the heart. But pray consistently, but out of the pureness of the heart. And then. The, the way that I do it specifically is, is I, I will pray through in the name of Jesus and thank him and, and give him honor and give him uh, the precious, precious uh, resources that he is due to fill his thick gas tank up, so to speak. Uh, Father, we just we honor you today. We love you, God. We thank you. We bless you today, God, for what you've done. We ask you, God, just for blessings to be there. Father, we, we praise your son. We praise the very thing of what he did for us. And through that adoration, what takes place is, is that that allows for that door to be open because it allows for us to not come with an agenda. But those prayers, as we praise him, begin to move us out of the way, begin to move our flesh out of the way so that we don't pray through fleshly desires but rather we're praying through what God has for us to do within that moment. And then as we do that, what takes place is is that we're not coming with an agenda. We're coming simply to praise and to worship Him. Because think about what heaven's going to be like. We're not going to have an agenda. There is no agenda because we're in the presence of the Father. And your prayer time here needs to resemble what it will be like there. God already knows your needs, but when I come to Him and I say, Father, we love you today, God would just bless you. Lord, we worship you today. We thank you, God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. What takes place within that is, is we begin to get at a place where our desires are are changed and transformed 
to begin to honor him for what it is that he does. Look at what happens. Think about it from the standpoint of what uh, even in Colossians, <clears throat> Colossians chapter 4 and verse 2 says, to continue steadfastly in prayer, being watchful in it with thanksgiving. Continue in prayer, but do it with thanksgiving, thanking God for what it is that he's done within your life. That's not what the scripture says. It just says being watchful in it with thanksgiving. But we're thankful to God for everything, for what it is that he's done. So when I pray, I pray to the Father through the Son. And then the Holy Spirit, the third part of the Trinity, is the one that does the action. I ask for the Holy Spirit to come and touch people, to transform their lives to begin to impact them. I was at a service just a few days ago where what last week where what happened was is I prayed and asked the Holy Spirit to just touch them in a very special way to 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 speak to them in such a profound manner. And the result of that was is that I believe by faith that's exactly what happens. But I, I believe that when I ask God to do that, he is responsive to it. Why? Because I'm asking him to do that. And so there's one of the things that we need to begin to see is that when I'm praying, I'm asking for God to begin to move. Um, do do I ask and do I pray for specific things? Sure, I ask God for, um, uh, when we had a daughter that was sick with cancer, I would pray for that and I would pray for healing for that child. Um, I would pray that, 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 that God would heal the child. I would pray that God would ease the pain, ease the suffering, things of that nature. And so when I look at that, I want to also understand this. How do I pray? So, We've talked about, you know, the formality, if you will, of, of praying to God through the, through the blood of Jesus. Father, I come to you in Jesus' name, and I just ask God, and, and, and whatever from that standpoint. But there's also this thing to think about. I want you to be in a place of understanding this. God wants to speak back to you. God wants to, if God knows what it is that your situation is even before you pray, because that's what Scripture says, then I would go on to say it this way, that part of what our prayer time needs to be is to be silent before the Lord. Too many times what we do is we say, God, I just need you to help me with this. God, help me get through this. God, get me on the other side of this, whatever it is. But we don't, so we, we demand him like he's a checklist as opposed to coming to him to say, Father, we just want to praise you and honor you and thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. And we worship him, and, and we worship him with no other desire except, or no other agenda except just the desire for worship, to thank him for his presence, to thank him for who it is that he is within our lives. When we do those things, and we come to him with nothing else, and there will be a certain peace that will descend. It's called the anointing, and what will happen is, is that will begin to descend upon us and begin to transform the very area, the very atmosphere of where it is that we are. So that what takes place is, is that we care less about what our agenda is and more about just being within his presence. Because that is when God can begin to truly move in a dramatic, dramatic way. And that's also where he'll begin to speak to you about the situations that you're involved in. Understand, if he, if he knows you, if he has that relationship with you, you are building that trust, you're building that confidence with him, you're building confidence in your prayer time, then by default, what God is going to begin to do is begin to show up in a way that really does allow for um, him to begin to speak to you in a way that only he can. So Matthew 6, 6 says it this way. Matthew chapter 6, verse 6 says, But when you pray, go into your room and shut the door. Pray to your Father who is in secret, 
and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. That's what I want you to understand. Prayer is not a thing where it's both one in front of everybody, where we are at, you know, look at me and how I pray. I'm not saying group prayer is bad by any means, but what I'm saying is we don't need to be doing prayer to, to look haughty or arrogant or look what I can do that you can't. It's not about that. Look at my maturity in prayer. It's not about any of that. It's about the humility that we come to the God with, that we love and that we serve and that we honor with great humility, with no agenda, just to be able to say within the quiet, secret place, we just want to begin to pray. And then James 5, 16 says, Therefore confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power at its working. So there's a supportive scripture for praying within groups. Um, but again, this isn't a shaming thing where it's like, well, I can pray better than you. And, and I mean, I mentioned that because when I was a kid, that's how it was for me. I was like, well, look how good I can pray. I can really get people riled up. It's not about any kind of stuff. It's about having a humble spirit to go before God and to release what your desires are, what your situation is, so that God can be glorified and your prayers will be answered. That's what that's what the Bible says. He will reward you. And so when I do that, I'm going to God through the blood of Jesus. I'm giving him praise. I'm giving him honor. I'm spending time and making time for his presence. In other words, I don't want to come with an agenda. I want to come through praise, through worship, to just be in his presence and allow for God to begin to move. When we're doing that, then what allows God to be able to do in that situation is to allow for that presence to come and allow for that situation to change as a result of it. And I'm telling you, some of the deepest areas that I've had in my life have happened as a result of me, <coughs> excuse me, have happened as a result of me um, waiting upon his presence. Now, what I want you to realize is, is that that is not something that is going to take place overnight. You're not all of a sudden going to, you know, um, pray and, and, and worship and all of a sudden he's just going to show up. That process takes time. But here's what I do want you to understand. Your consistency in doing that and him learning that that is something you're desiring and that he can trust that you are willing to wait upon him will change that atmosphere. And it may take time before it actually manifests, but what will take place is the more times he can count on you that you're waiting upon him, the more he will be there. But here's the thing. The Bible says he's a jealous God. And so what he's going to do is he's going to want to be there with you, spend more and more time with you. And so what you'll have to do is to understand is that his presence is there. And as a result of his presence being there, he will help you in a way to begin to grow that relationship. He will begin to help you to grow and transform your situation, your personality, and your, and your problems, all because of why you're in his presence. Um, where you're weak within your prayer time, the Spirit will help you. That's what Romans 8, 26 says. Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness, but we don't know how to pray as we ought, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us as with groanings, too deep for words. And so those are the things I want you to understand. As we are looking at this, you pray to God, the Father, through the blood of Jesus. Worship him. Thank him. Give him adoration. Give him praise. Thank him for what it is that he's done within your life. Friend, thank where you'd be without Jesus. I mean, my gracious. Thank where you would be without him. So you pray and you worship and you say, thank you, Jesus. And you just wait. I'm not saying you can't bring an agenda. What I am saying is, 
is that this has been one of those things where we have missed the mark because we've come to him with an agenda as instead of just coming to him with being in his presence. So focus on that today. Focus on being in his presence. Focus on doing the things that are necessary. And I can promise you that as you're doing that, God is going to bless you and take you to new levels in your prayer. Remember, pray to the Father through Jesus the Son. Ask the Holy Spirit to come. He'll transform your situation and transform your life. And we love you today. God bless you and thank you so much. Hey, I pray this has been a blessing to you. Make sure to share this with your friends. Uh, And if there's things that I can help you with or questions that you have that we can cover on future podcasts, don't hesitate to give me an email at info at drkevinhall.org, info at drkevinhall.org, and make sure to follow us on social media for further updates. God bless you. Bye-bye.